0: Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneur's Podcast, conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now over to your host, Anne Marie Cross.
1: And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 317, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, to be heard, and to become known as that influential voice in your industry with your podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Cross, podcast and brand strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, make sure that it's God's will not your will or not my will, joining me on today's show is Rick Hust. Now, Rick is an executive coach. He's a co-founder of Worry to Worship with a number two, a website that helps people through various issues such as anxiety, stress, fear, and so on. Now, Rick worked in the restaurant business for 15 years before taking on a career in sales and sales leadership. He's been married to the love of his life, Kim, for 45 years, has two children, and for grandchildren and on today's show he's going to share why it's so important to have a great attitude towards life and towards people. He's going to talk about be grateful for all of God's blessings in his life and of course we need to do the same in our own lives as well as he's going to talk about forgive myself and others for the mistakes we've made. Easy to say but not often easy to do so welcome to the show Rick.
0: Wow, thank you Anne-Marie, pleasure being here for sure.
1: Oh, my goodness. I'm sure you have got such a wealth of knowledge and, and uh, insights to share with us, many of which you are going to share today. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Worry to Worship, that website. What You co-founded that, obviously. What prompted you to start that website?
0: Uh, a friend of mine um, approached me. We both were part of a program, uh, Celebrate Recovery, from our church. And you know, everybody i suffered from a lot of worry anxiety and stress and you never really know what the root issue is until you de- you know dig deep into your yourself and and get insight from others and he struggled with the same thing we're both business people we both are type a driving want to be successful uh yet we both struggle with the worry aspect and we found that, you know, probably everybody does. <laughs> so he said, hey, how would you like to, he was, he was kind of in a transition with his um, business. And uh, I was just recently kind of out of the ministry or as far as the um, being on staff. And he said, when well, you want to do this with me? I said, sure. So we kind of put this together, got a webmaster and just kind of said, you know what, we can help. People just like us through interviews, through uh, uh, articles that we write, our own personal story. And um, and we just, um, yeah. Yeah. And we were doing it every day. <laughs>
1: I know that, you know, in business and in life, of course, there are certain situations and circumstances that happen that really have us kind of go, we're living through one right now. I think on a global aspect, of course, with what's happened, many, many businesses have had to um, either close down somewhat or, or shut down. I know here in Melbourne, Victoria, many businesses have had to, uh, to, to lock down and that certainly can cause anxiety, stress and, and fear and so forth. And I know many of the the things you're going to share today, uh, including maybe some of your favourite Bible verses, can certainly support others who may be experiencing um, similar. But one of the things that you've said, and I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into this, is the importance of having a great attitude towards life and people. Was this something that you had to learn, Rick? Was it something that you heard someone recommend you do before you finally, well, not finally decided to do that, but, but how has that become important? For you, were there circumstances or situations that confirmed it's so important?
0: Oh boy, that's a really great question. I could spend the whole half an hour just on that. As you can see, I I have I've had eye issues my whole life. I have some, these are some cataract type of. Uh, I don't have lenses, and I've had a series of off and on blindness throughout my life. And I went to a doctor. I got depressed. I went to a doctor and. He said, you know what, Rick, in order for you to be successful in what you want to do in life, your family, your attitude has to be at the top. You cannot allow negativity to enter into your head. you got to look at the best side of everything. And I just started training myself, off, it, looking at everything in the best possible way, even bad circumstances when i couldn't see a thing knowing that god had a purpose for me i wasn't this way for nothing what do you want me to learn and it just kind of got my mind into a point of hey this is a blessing more than it is a a, you know a bad thing in life
1: Yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: you know, we know that there are Bible verses that really encourage us to be grateful for the trial and tribulations that we have. Not always easy, but I love the way that you purposefully and intentionally decided to look at those circumstances and how that really has supported you in then having an attitude where you can do that. And I think sometimes, well, not sometimes, most of the time, all of the time, it's the willingness to be able to look at that situation and say, what is the learning from that? What were some of the things that you found? Were there some Bible verses that really supported you in in really getting to the stage where you could start to have a great attitude no matter what was going on in your life?
0: Yes. I needed to get rid of the stress and anxiety uh, to make sure that that didn't penetrate my attitude. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And here's the key, the peace of God that surpasses all comprehension will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That one right there gave me the, hey, if I can be thankful for what I have, have gratitude for what I have, don't be anxious for things. Take it as they come. The peace, and that's really it, the peace of God that surpasses my comprehension as a human being will help me through. And that I keep that in my mind. I must have said that a thousand times, laying in bed at night, kind of not being able to go to sleep. And finally, it you know, over a period of time, it finally wore itself in. Um I also, you know, on a daily walk out in the streets with people, Galatians five sixteen, walk by the Spirit, and you'll not carry out the desires of the flesh. What that really did for me is, if I can walk with Jesus, if I can walk by the Spirit, and not carry out my own fleshly desires, whether it be uh, overeating or our lust or any of those things that get in the way that causes guilt and shame, and I can be of a whole-minded attitude, then those two verses really hit home, and they work today. (laughs) Yeah.
1: One of the things that I know to be true in my own life as well is that when something occurs in a situation and you really do allow it to seep, you know, kind of the anxiety and and uh, sadness and, and you find yourself going through it down the spiral, don't you? And then we often react and not often in a way that is supporting and uplifting. So what ends up happening is then we've got, then we have the guilt, don't we? And then we have the shame and it just piles on and on and on. And I I love the way that you've really selected a couple of verses, which have just, you know, really you've hung on to, and that's really supported you. In doing that, what is the greatest insight that you would want to share with someone today who may be watching or listening to the audio that is walking the steps, perhaps in the beginning of what you walked in your journey? What would you say to them, Rick?
0: There are people that you associate with that are a negative influence. I think. I think I read somewhere years ago that you become the five people you associate with most. I would sit down with somebody and say, if you're going through these particular situations, look at your friends. Look at the people you hang out with. Kind of measure what influences are they having on you that are allowing you to be the person you don't want to be. That would be probably one of the main things. And then. Once once they start once they start thinking and they know how much I care about them more than how much I know as a person, I, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? Mm-hmm. So they start the trust level, then I can start talking about other things. About, hey, where do you see yourself for the next year, couple of years? Are you do you dream much about your life? Do you see your future ahead of you? Most people don't. And that's, once I can start going that way, then I'm then listening, just being a good listener and hearing what they say and trying to find the gold inside of them. Everybody's got that gold, right? Everybody has that potential to be v- a very good person or have greatness within them. I just want to find a little speck and then I can start talking to them about how they can realize those things within themselves, and start working on the good things in their life, and getting away from the things that are holding them back.
1: Yeah, as you're sharing that, uh, Rick, one of the things that came to my mind is that often when we are we are in um, circumstances which are challenging, and and often really to the point where life seems hopeless. One of the things I know to be true, and we know, you know, as Christians, the enemy wants to take away hope. And what you reminded me of then is that no matter how destitute circumstances may be, as Christians, we know they're never hopeless. And, in fact, we ha- we know who the hope is. You know, he died for us on the cross. And so that's such a great reminder, even now so, with even Christians who may be looking at what's going on in the world and who may have forgotten that, you know what, it doesn't matter what's happening in the world because we know who created the world and and who certainly has made us incredible promises, which are available for everybody, of, of course. And I love the way that you've said in the second point you want to talk about, Rick, you know, be grateful for all of God's blessings in my life because often, you know, if we talk about what you've mentioned. Be careful who you who you hang around with. What are they speaking over your life? Are they helping you to continue really being stuck in your stuckness? Or are they helping you to see other opportunities, even the smallest of things? But when we're focusing on the negative and what we don't like and the worry and the anxiety and the fear, we forget to recognize even the smallest of blessings, which could turn into incredible uh, blessings if, if we focus on that. So what was the greatest aha that you had when you started to recognize all of the blessings that were going on in your life that you may not have even realized were there?
0: You know, it really, when when you get to that, that point where you're feeling so low that you go, gosh, is anything ever going to turn out right for me? And I think it was, um, I was in the restaurant business at the time and I was seating a group of ladies, it was Mother's Day and I was seating a bunch of uh, of a family of five generations of women at a table and um, I looked at these ladies and I said to myself you know what I am not with my wife my mother this is mother's day I quit my job I didn't know where I was going to go I felt as low as I could get at that point that uh, you know in the restaurant business that's insidious I mean there's everything that can you can take advantage of in the restaurant, alcohol, you name it, drugs. So you're, what happened was I, was, I where am I going to go? And I said to myself, this, this can't be. And I started thinking to myself, well, you are a lucky man. You have two young daughters, a wonderful wife who loves you. Your parents are living. You have a roof over your head you have food, you, what are you, you have a car, what are you complaining? All you need to do is get up, get out and get it on and put that happy, go lucky attitude on and go get it. At that point is when I started, I I finally, I've used it the rest of my life. Look at the things that you're grateful. When you're as down as you can get, look at the things that you're grateful for because They outnumber the little teeny things that are getting in your way 98 to (laughs) 2.
1: Yeah, yeah, great reminder. I mean, here, Rick, at the moment in Melbourne, where I'm based, we're in our second lockdown and we have restrictions that, I mean, a curfew, I never had a curfew when I, you know, since I was a teenager. And sometimes I kind of broke that too, but as a bit more of a mature adult, not so much. And by the time it's eight o'clock, my husband and I, we're sitting in front of the TV or having a chat or something like that. So uh, no need to do that. But what this has reminded me of is we love to go for drives. I mean, for me, up the bush nature just really is where I, you know, can really just celebrate God's creation. And of course, we haven't been able to do that, but I can look at um, documentaries, you know, photos that we've taken on previous trips, knowing that one day we'll be able to go out again, you know, with it, with my camera and take photos of that. And so, you know, there are always, there is always something that you can look at for gratitude, even looking out the window. I mean, here in Melbourne, you look out four times in the The view's different because our weather changes. But it really is, you know, in that simplicity, being able to be grateful. We've got air to breathe. You know, we've got running water in our taps. We've got electricity. And guess what? Even if we didn't, there is something that we can be grateful for. And that's such an attitude transformation, isn't it? It it really is. And then, as you say, we can really experience a peace that surpasses all understanding when we have Christ in our life. Yes?
0: Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, and and you know the uh, the just being able to if you just take what you can actually you just mentioned looking out the window seeing I if there was nothing else just my sight alone should be enough that I should be grateful for I just had a corneal transplant last February I just got my new specs I can I I can see things that I haven't seen in years. If just that alone, we, we forget that we, if we have two eyes, even if we have, I only have one eye, but to have, uh, to be able to see is incredible. Yeah. And that's, that's a blessing
1: take for grounded, isn't it? You know, I have a client, um, Rick, who is blind. She's blind. And yet she has her own podcast and she's just doing amazing things, you know, looking to to speak and, and things like that, too. And she says, I love her." her. Well, she's got a couple of lines, but she says, you know, if there's a will, there is a way. And there mm-hmm. certainly is. She's a real champion, a real hero in that instance. But one of the things that she said is you don't need to have sight to have vision. That's and right. I, incredibly um, empowering from someone who does not have sight. And yet she just goes about her day, you know, just conquering the the goals that she has for herself. So I I love how you've reminded us that for you, now that you've had your transplant, you can now see out of one eye. Yet for, for many of us, we can see and the ability to look out or read a book or something like that. But even such as, you know, my client, Amanda, she can hear she can listen to audios, she can have a voice that that shares what's going on around her. So there is always something to be grateful for, a, a beautiful lesson. Something else that you want to talk about, and I think this is so important, particularly if we want to move through and, and kind of heal from some of the things that have happened in our life, and you talk about forgiveness, forgiveness of yourself and for others for the mistakes we've made. And as I mentioned in the intro, this is easy to say but often very difficult to do but so empowering. I mean it says regularly in the Bible we have to forgive others otherwise we're hanging on to all of this negativity and very hard to move forward. So share a little bit about the insights in in this area.
0: Yeah. Well, as we go through life, you know, through our younger days, our our youth and and um, we make mistakes along the road and sometimes like you said we hang on to them and we start thinking that who's going to forgive i can't forgive myself and then we even transfer that to others and we start not forgiving others because we can't forgive ourselves and through the through you know time and time again when you start having this guilt within yourself, you say, how can I ultimately get rid of it? Or maybe someone did something um, wrong to you or hurt you. Um, And maybe, of course, you hurt somebody else. And that's been hanging on and you you're laying in bed, you can't go to sleep. Or maybe you start medicating because you you did something that you just can't you cannot forgive yourself for. It's so important to go to that person and talk it through because ultimately if we can't forgive then we're saying no to Jesus because he forgave us if he can forgive us of the whole shooting match everything we've ever done clean it as white as snow why can't we forgive somebody else and in turn forgive we've already been forgiven but sometimes, like you say, it's difficult for the human part of us to forgive those things. But we've been forgiven, and um, you know that's really that type of mindset is important. But go to that person, forgive them, and forgive yourself.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things I'd love to to just. You know, dive a little bit deep into this area, just open it up for discussion because uh, I think this is so very important because what people, I've just was talking about this to a client yesterday, Rick, who has, you know, um, in her younger life, unfortunately been the, the, you know, a victim of abuse, but she's gone and, and, you know, she's as an adult now forgiven, um, the, the perpetrator. However, often when people think about, you know, having to forgive someone, it's almost as if what the circumstance of what happened that um, it it didn't have the intensity. We're not saying that what that person, if someone has wronged you in some way, um, we're not saying that that was excusable. But rather saying, you know what, I am going to forgive you. As you said, you know, as Christians, we we've been forgiven of everything um, through you know obviously Jesus' sacrifice, and so we we've been called, you know, we've been commanded, in fact, to do to do likewise. But doing so cuts that emotional bind, you know, that that tie, if you will. And we just need to. I, I love the way, and I think if I recall this correctly, there's a um it was called Christian. Oh, where, where there's a um. If I recall, there's a movie that I watched as a child. We would go there for with the with the church watching a series, and uh, it was almost like he carried this bag of you know kind of his weight of his sins and he dropped them at the cross, left them at the Pilgrim's Progress. That's the word. That's the, have you heard of that? With the, yeah. the character called Christian, and you know how often we leave the guilt at the cross. And then we pick it back up and we walk away on in our life again. It's got kind of to leave it. You know, it's been forgiven. But talking about, you know, forgiving of, of others, Some in some instances, Rick, some of the, the people have uh, passed on, have gone, but we can still go through that process of forgiveness, can't we? We can um, say it out loud. We can write a letter and, and rip it up so no one else has to see that. But it really is... Um, yeah, releasing, cutting that emotional tie. What did you not start to notice in your own life when you started to forgive yourself, started to forgive others as well? What what differences did you notice?
0: It's such a huge dip because you're carrying this baggage around with you. You're in fact because you hold on to this resentment or bitterness or whatever is this forgiveness that needs to take unload for these bags that you're carrying around, it just frees you up. Not only does it free you up to feel the peace of God that does surpass all comprehension, it allows the capacity within yourself to have joy, to be the person that God intended you to be. So you can walk around with a better attitude, a joyful spirit. And what that does, that attracts others to say, what does that person have that I don't have?
1: What you've got. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And if you don't forgive, you're holding on. It comes out in something, right? So if we're able to get rid of it, let it go, and he- forgive yourself for whatever you've done, slash somebody's tires, <laughs> to uh, um, you know, being hurt by somebody, uh, it it makes you just a. It makes you better for so many reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's, as you have mentioned earlier, and, you know, in, in the Bible, it's promised, you know, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I think often when we have an area in our life or towards someone else or a circumstance that we haven't had, um, you know, kind of the, haven't gone through that forgiveness process. And then the healing process that comes after that is we can often re- react and respond in ways that we would not normally do if a situation happens or we heal Hear something or even observe something that triggers us. And that often is a good indication that you really haven't dealt with it or healed from it because you find yourself responding in a way that you maybe not necessarily would. And that's what I kind of use as my guide. If something happens or someone says something and I feel this kind of you know, in the pit of your gut, we all know what that feeling is. I always go, isn't that interesting? Is that something that I need to to take to prayer or, you know, that, that kind of thing, which I think is really important. Did you find that when you went through that process, the way that you responded and reacted was not as quick like that anymore? You you did, you know, as we say the Holy Spirit has more of that, the, um, the, the calmness and where you may have responded in anger, or, or in haste, you're able to do so far more calmly, and what comes out of your mouth is is from a loving. And as you said, goes back to having that great attitude towards other people. Even if they are saying something that is there to to uh, to hurt you, you you can respond in a in a very loving way, and that often will bring that what could be a tense moment into into one that just kind of yeah. Have you found that to be true?
0: Absolutely. You know, uh, what, what's that uh, Bible verse I want to have on top of my, you know, uh, uh, slow to speak, you know, be able to listen, listen, be calm, be patient. We don't know what's going through somebody else's head. We can't read their mind. Something might be troubling them in such a way that they they needed to burst out at you and they didn't even mean it. So just hold it in. Maybe even ask them a question, how are you doing? How's, how's your day been going? And maybe I'll tell you, I've done that. And more times than not, when someone has been angry, whether it's at me or somebody else, take them aside and say, what's going on? Are you okay? What's going on in your world? And they, every single, most of the time, something not good's going on.
1: And what a great opportunity that we can walk alongside someone because yeah. often we're rushing through life aren't we, from one one situation, one project to another, especially, you know, as entrepreneurs and business owners. And what I love about what you've just reminded us there is that often when people react or respond in a certain way or something happens, we take it personally, don't we? Yet it's got nothing to do with us. It's just what's going on in their life. And I remember a situation years ago, Rick, where I was doing some studies in, in HR and um, we were on two sides. The, you know, We were on um, the side of the employee. This was a project. So we kind of had to go in front of the class and debate this. So we were on the side of the employee where this employee was terminated and we had to present our case to the employer and I had it all down what we were going to say and if they said this we were going to react and respond to that way we got to the table and I had you know kind of that that blank face but just you know in the inside and I thought I'm ready for them bring it on and you know what they did the the opposing team said we've looked at it all of the circumstances and we were in the wrong and we are sorry and so we are here at this table to come out with a solution where we can support you and I was just I was floored it was like Oh, okay then. And the whole situation changed. And I think that's exactly what you just said, Rick, would happen that if someone does that, if you're not feeling good and someone says, Hey, I, I noticed you're not, you're not, you know, or whatever. Is there something that I can do? Can I, can I, yeah, be there as support for you? Completely changes the situation and an opportunity for you to be uh yeah, walk alongside that person. Amazing. I've loved uh, today's conversation. I'm just going to uh, add a couple of comments here. Hey, Tiago Nune's Magic. He's been a guest on our show previously uh, to Rick. And... Um, Bajalung Warrior, hi, welcome, watching in from uh, from LinkedIn. Rick, we have had such a wonderful conversation. We've already spoken about your website, Worry to Worship, but if people uh, would like to connect with you, find out more about uh, what you're doing, what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do that, Rick?
0: Uh, They go to Worry to Worship. They can, you know, type in some things in there. Uh, if they want to talk there, they can email me at my email address, rickhust at gmail.com. Gosh, I don't know. They won't call me. <laughs> they can call me. I, you know, I, I love helping people and, you know, everybody, everybody needs a little joy in their lives. And if I can bring that, well better still.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that I have loved through doing this show, especially, um, you know, over the, the years and, and you know, we've restarted this, this particular show in the last couple of months is that so often the journey that we have walked and the lessons that we've learned and the Bible verses that we've really clung on to um, that, that's been the strength and really was able. I mean, you know, we, we're told the word of the Lord is the sword of the Spirit, and we can use that to, uh, you know, slash right through worry and anxiety and fear and, and stress. We, we have that. We've been promised that. But I love the ability that we have to speak into other people's lives. So I just want to thank you for stepping up and and uh, sharing that because so often we keep those lessons to ourselves because we think, I don't really want to admit that I've walked, you know, that I've had depression or that I've had fear, I'm a Christian, I shouldn't have that. Well, can I just say bollocks? That's a nice way of saying that is just BS, you know, and um, so I'm hoping that for others who may be experiencing that, there's no shame in that. Leave that at the cross. Here are some wonderful ways that Rick has been able to, uh, to support himself go and check out Worry to Worship. Surround yourself with other people who can pray over you, who can be there to support you, remind you of some incredible verses that maybe you need to, to speak over yourself every single day so that you can start to to uh, to get that healing and that peace, which we know is available for all of us. Rick, can I just finish with a word of prayer?
0: Please.
1: Okay, let Father God, thank you for the opportunity to hear Rick share his testimony. And as we just were saying, you know, there are times where even as Christians, we do worry, we do have fear, we do have anxiety. Uh, We may even be experiencing depression. But Father, we know that when we lean into you, when we seek out your word, when we do go through forgiveness, if there's something that we need to ask for forgiveness or if we need to, to forgive, that there is healing, there is hope on the other side and so father i just want to um yeah thank you for the opportunity that rick and i could uh, to, could connect and have this show but father even more importantly for the message that we've just been able to share that you will take this to people who may be experiencing because of what's going on in the world may they be reminded that uh we as you know as your children fear anxiety stress worry uh we can just speak over that break those spirits and really have a spirit of love of hope of peace that is promised so father we just want to thank you for the opportunity and um yeah ask this all in in jesus name amen
0: amen thank you so much Anne marie
1: Such an important topic. And I know we've just scratched the surface, but certainly give people some more resources. Reach out to Rick. He's more than happy to have a conversation. And, of course, the uh, Worry to Worship website too. Please go and check out all of the uh, resources that are there. I'm sure you'll find them helpful too. Once again, thanks for coming on the show, Rick.
0: Yeah, uh, my pleasure. Thank you, (laughs) Anne-Marie.